What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Howdy, partner. And back with us again, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Hello. So, episode 91, Big Easy Bets, brought to you by Prediction Strike. We're getting the, uh, we're getting the call from the guys over at Prediction Strike. Not enough of y'all are using the promo code. We're about to get the boot. Um, go download the app. Go check out the website, predictionstrike.com. They will match your first... Uh, free athlete share of $20 or more. Use the promo code Big Easy Bets, all one word. You can invest in athletes just like you would the stock market if you think somebody's about to blow up this week. Invest money in them. Go straight to the bank with it. So, all right, episode 91, Big Easy Bets. Rough week in college, except you finally, you went positive. How are you feeling? Dude, I should have, I was close to doing a lot better. A lot of close losses. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Um, we had uh, quite a few similar games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll recap that. But before we touch on that, let's talk about uh, uh, what happened in the NFL this week. The Saints went into Seattle, pulled out a hard-fought 13-10 victory. Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on that? Dude, I Because I had a lot. I watched the first half, and um, – I think I must have watched like one possession in the second half and fell asleep. Are you serious? And then I fucking woke up and we were kicking the game winning oh, field goal. <laughs> I woke up and we were lining up to kick the field goal with two minutes left. I was like, oh my God. I said, I hope this guy makes it. I picked him up in fantasy. And, yeah, uh, Brian Johnson out of uh, Virginia Tech, I believe, uh, stepped right in in, in very inclement weather. Didn't miss a kick. What do you make? Two field goals and an extra point. Maybe maybe one yeah. and one. Um, didn't really get tested from from deep, but I mean pressure filled kicks in the rain. Uh, everything went right down the middle. So that's a good way to win over uh, your new team and fan base. And it's good timing too because Lutz apparently had a setback in practice and it, with his rehab, and he is now out for the season. As well as uh, Andrews Pete, the biggest waste of money. And Saints free agent history, arguably. Um, so, what's up with Fat Boy? Who's that? Pete. Oh, he tore his pack. Oh shit! Yeah, he's done. Armstead does that like every other year, so he can help him uh, rehab it. But yeah, so the game started out with a deep ball to DK Metcalf, which had we saw Lattimore in what looked like perfect coverage. I think it was offensive pass interference. Uh, maybe not a ton. Like I would like to see him not necessarily fall there, but he had his head turned, looking at the ball, perfect position, all of that. Looks like he pulls him by the arm. Lattimore goes down. Um, Marcus Williams had flashbacks to the Minnesota Miracle, and when he had his chance to go absolutely take out DK Metcalf and bury those demons, uh, he whiffed again. So DK runs down the sideline for an 84-yard touchdown. Uh, one thing that I didn't understand, there was actually quite a few things in this game that I didn't understand, and I'm going to try to like not freak out over it, but when DK Metcalf, so did you see when we were back, we had him backed up on the one-yard line? 
Or did you already fall asleep? What was it in the first half? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I saw it. So we had him backed up to the one-yard line. Okay, yeah, I DK remember. hits Lattimore. Lattimore hits him back. The referees see the whole thing play out. They see him hit first. They see Lattimore hit second. They throw a flag on just Lattimore and grant them good field position. We would have had them, I think, second and 10 on the one-yard line. So they give them feel, good field position, bail them out. How do you not throw a flag on both people there? Because you can see in the replay that the referee clearly sees DK Metcalf hit him. I, I You could say maybe it was before the play was over. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. That's um, when DK pushed him down. Yeah, and then he got back up and pushed him back. Um, Which, one, I don't blame Lattimore for pushing him back. You can't just sit there and get punked by a receiver all night. Mm-hmm. Like. I want I want a cornerback that's like you saw me like grabbing by his face mask. You can see him call him a bitch. Like I want somebody that's gonna go back at the guy. Um, and not only that, like that was the big thing on Twitter was like now Marshawn Lattimore's got to not let this rattle him and get him off his game. Well, DK Metcalf had 84 yards on his first catch, and DK Metcalf did not finish with over 100 yards receiving. So I think he may have had one other catch. Lattimore yeah, one catch for 12 yards. I think absolutely locked him down. Uh, I don't understand, though, how you're not calling it both ways. If you want to send a message like, hey, we're not going to tolerate any of that, call unnecessary roughness on both players, offsetting, second and 10 on the one-yard line. I, I, I don't understand how you grant them good field position. And so if you slept in the second half, then you definitely didn't see the flag on Marcus Davenport, who assaulted their right tackle so bad that they had to throw a flag. So everybody thought like it was roughing the passer, but then they show the replay. And it's like it clearly wasn't roughing the passer. Lewis Riddick and the, uh, whoever else, Steve Levy, who I don't know who else was in the booth. Um, they're like, what? They're like, how is that? How is that a flag? Well, they can't. The referees clarified it after they called it on helmet to helmet contact that he made with the offensive lineman. Huh. I've never seen that called a day in my life. Yeah, you could call that on every single play. Aaron Donald's out there, literally like committing crimes in the trenches, and they don't throw anything on him. I mean, he manhandled the dude. He, honestly, Marcus Davenport, Nick Underhill said it on Twitter, that Marcus Davenport looked like the best player on the field. I mean, he looked fucking good. Yeah, I saw him making plays in, in the first half. His strength is off the charts. He just – it was um, Dwayne Brown, who's one of the top left tackles in football. He absolutely sat him on his back bad. Like, it was, it was like – like, they're going to look back at that in film and the Seahawks are going to be like, Jesus Christ, Dwayne. What are you doing? Um, he played great. Obviously, Davin, I mean, uh, DeMario Davis gets defensive MVP. But Davenport looked damn good. Lattimore responded back after what, again, I thought was OPI. Um, but, again, came back and put clamps all over DK. Traquan Smith is fucking garbage. Sucks. Bad. I don't know how you get what's supposed to be your second-best receiver back and the receiving core looks worse. But... Him and Jameis got into it. I like that Jameis is starting to get on get on the players a little bit. Like, get fired up, dude. Like, he, he was putting some balls on the money. He had his fair share of misses, too, on the short throws. But anything like 20 yards down the field was on the money. Kevin White can't catch a cold. Uh, Kenny Stills was scared to get hit. And then Traquan stops a route that would have been easily, without a doubt, a 75-yard touchdown yeah. to start the game. So, Yeah, Traquan had that one play where – I think he was supposed to run like a curl route. It looked like ten, uh-huh. like ten and uh, turn around. And the previous play, the cornerback kind of like punk 
Traquan, like pushed him down. Uh-huh. So it looked like the next play, he was just going after him. Yeah. Like he wasn't even worried about yeah, the yeah, play. Yeah, he was just. It looked like he was run blocking. Yeah. 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 And, and if he would have done the, if he would have done a 10 and curl, then it's a first down. We're moving the chains. And Jameis was like, what? The, that's what he said. Like, what is he doing? Like, because Jameis, like, is very expressive uh, with his emotions. And, like, they got him on camera. He's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, but yeah, no, I, I felt like, honestly, I think that was Jameis's best game. I know that like it doesn't look like we scored thirteen points, uh, but the protecting the ball, making plays on the ground with his feet, and then finally realizing that just get the ball to Kamara and let him go to work. So there were plenty of times where he could have forced the ball downfield for an intercept that would have resulted in an interception or at least just trying to fit in a tight window that's not there that the old Jameis would have done, and he's not doing that now. So we can sit there and we can complain about him holding on to the ball too long all we want, but eventually we got to start complaining about receivers not getting open because you got to have somebody to throw the football to. Everybody's – I've talked to multiple people like at work. Everybody's first response is, God, I hate I hate that dude. Why do you hate him? He's got 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. Well, there's a lot of people, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, no, know? I know. <laughs> well, there was, there was one play in the first half and it, there was – Good protection, and I was like, "God damn it! Why isn't he has? Why isn't he throwing it? Yeah. Why didn't he throw it?" And I think we got sacked. Then they show the replay. It's like no one was even Nobody close to open. open. If he throws it to any of those guys, it's gonna be an interception. Yeah. So, and that's what they always say. Steve Young is literally screaming at Carson Wentz on primetime coverage. Carson, sometimes it's okay to take a sack, like because Carson Wentz does too much. He wants to roll out the yeah. pocket. That's why he's always getting hurt or he's throwing interceptions. So it's like, yeah, that's part of the quarterback's job. Sometimes it's okay to see the next down and try to make something happen. You got a guy like Alvin Kamara that can pick up third and twenty if he if he wants to. Like, so that's what I'm saying. The the decision making by Jameis I think has been phenomenal, uh, with the exception of the Carolina game. It's, he's got. If you go look at his stats, he's been a double did double digit interception guy like every single year. He's on pace for what? almost 40 touchdowns in single-digit interceptions. Yeah. Like, if we want to get technical, he's got 13 and 3. I mean, you're looking at, call it 38, 39 touchdowns, and then 8 to 10 interceptions. That's what we need out of Jameis because I've been saying it. And the sooner everybody figures it out and accepts it for what it is, then the better off we're going to be on Sundays. We are now a defensive and a run-the-ball football team. What the defense did was phenomenal. We are now a defensive football team. The sooner everybody can figure that out and accept that for what it is, we're going to be better off. So, I noticed one thing that the defense did uh, really well on. What's that? That usually we don't do too well of is open field tackling. Like whenever yeah. the running back would try to go up the middle, then yeah. kind of bounce out to the outside, we're getting them for a two yard loss, three yard loss. And yeah, definitely. I mean, in the run great. game, our our team's been phenomenal for four years now. But uh, uh, Pete Warner. I really like Pete Werner, which, granted, this was the game where he had um, the most – there was a few plays where he got caught looking and kind of got burned. But Pete Werner's going to be a fucking really good linebacker for a long time. He's going to take DeMario Davis's spot as our interior linebacker. He's going to be the one calling all the defenses, all of that. Paulson Adebo got picked on by um, – who was it? I mean, I know we got picked on against Carolina, but he got picked on by somebody else. Um, since then, he's responded with playing really good. He came up to the line of scrimmage and laid a hit uh, for a two-yard loss, so he's not afraid to get in there and tackle. Like I said, Demario Davis 
is just a man amongst boys. He was literally, he was tackling them with their own offensive linemen on a couple plays. It was unbelievably impressive. Everybody, I mean, top to bottom, it was a great performance by the defense. Dennis Allen, I mean, take a bow, dialing up those blitzes at the end. Malcolm Jenkins getting home. Um, but, God, I would have loved a safety there at the end or that pick six oh, that yeah. Mario Davis almost had. That would have been. I was, I was up for that part. That would have been the cherry on top. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, like I, multiple people I talked with at work, they're like, God, I, I hate that wasn't that was not football. That's not a good display of football. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not football. I said, I love a defensive performance like that. That's what I I, I want to see that more than I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'd love to see the 40 point games, but nothing gets me more fired up than seeing a de- the defense play like that, because that's not what we're used to. We're not used to defenses like that. We're used to having to beat the Giants when Drew Brees throws seven touchdowns to win by one touchdown like so I love every bit of that. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is that that dude. He's a top three cornerback in this league. I'm feeling pretty good about Sunday. I'm gonna be honest with you. So, but we'll get on. We'll touch on that later. But uh, let's talk about Tom Brady's football. What, dude? What you think you it was think? an even trade? Fuck no. <laughs> you know what that ball's valued at? Five hundred thousand. Half a million dollars. Why? I mean, you know how much a Bitcoin goes for? Yeah. How no, that, I agree. I don't. I don't. How would that be an even trade? Because I gave him a thousand dollars in team store credit. Thanks. Yeah. No. Yeah. My, like my dad was saying, like, why are you? How are you? He was taking videos. Like he should have been in the car before yeah. the before the Bucks offense got back on the field. He should have been on the freeway. See you later. Like, like I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice to go to a game. You you never know. So his buddy could have gave him tickets or something, and then now he's walking away with sixty thousand dollars worth of like value. Uh, shit, probably more than when you count the jerseys and shit like that. Um, but half a million dollars, like <laughs> good lord, dude. I mean, I'd be like, really, one Bitcoin, Tom? One? I'd say, why don't you give me like five? Uh, but well, yeah, what? I mean, I get it. Like in the moment, it's like. Like, what, what are, are you, you supposed say? to do? Uh, yeah. No, nah, I'm leaving. See you later. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Before they could have even came and talked to him, you should have been like, ball, thanks. Yeah. See you. Kids, like, grab your shit. We're yeah, get the fuck in the yeah, car. Yeah, I mean, really, if he were to cap it, it's whatever he says that he, he wants for it, yeah. you know? And it's, I mean, it's the most sought-after sports memorabilia in the world right now. So right. nobody's ever thrown for that many touchdowns. Milestone number. Um, and then just, like, everything that would be around it of, like, the whole – storyline behind it they'd be like where'd he go like where's the it's the lost brady football like i'd be videotaping myself out like i got it right here like so they know like it's not just some random football Uh um but yeah god you gotta wake up and see that they're valuing that thing at half a million dollars and be like "Eh, well hope bitcoin takes off (laughs) (laughs) that's brutal but yeah no i would have been uh i'd have said see you later or if he would have just sat there and like wanted to finish the game, and they're like, "Hey, uh, can we get that? We'll make a trade with you." And be like, "No, go fuck yourself." Like, tell Tom to come over here and talk to me. Yeah, himself. I want to talk to Tom. Yeah, and and his wife, bring them both. Yeah, bring them both over here. Um, but what yeah. did Tom drive to this? Because <laughs> yeah. I want that. Yeah, I want to test drive <laughs> that as I think about it. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, talk about like, what are the odds? Mike Evans picks that dude out like that's crazy. But all right. 
that's enough of a Saints talk. We can recap college football from last week. Another just poor week. Poor week. Like I said, Nick went above 500, so it's good for him. Uh, but <laughs> I did not. Justin did not. Overall, just poor performance on our end. Uh, we got to do better. We're all struggling. Every single one of us are under 500. It's been a weird year for college football. It's been a really tough year. Uh, ball is not bouncing our way. Well, me and Nick. Justin had the ball bounce his way quite a few times. And he um, blew it. How's that? Because now he's under 500. Oh, yeah. You had the luck on your side. <laughs> I know. Um, so, let's see. I had UCLA minus two. Nick had it as well. And then, actually, I'll just go top to bottom. So, I had UCLA minus two. They had a chance to win this game there on the last drive. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson ended up getting hurt. And then the backup quarterback ends up coming in and inevitably throws an interception on the final drive. It is what it is. Temple plus two and a half. This was a game that I added. I got uh, bad intel. This was a stupid ad. So, um, bad intel. Yeah, I never. I know. Um, <laughs> it got it got it got given to me by somebody. I'm not going to disclose who. It's the only pick this year uh, that I've put up there. That I mean, it was a late ad. Do we know him? No. What was the intel? Can't tell you. Uh, I mean, that they were going to win. Um, but yeah, so Temple plus two and a half, they end up losing by a lot. Uh, Pitt minus three over Clemson. It was a little closer than I was even thinking it was going to be, but they end up winning by 10. Air Force minus three and a half. Me and Nick were on opposite sides of this one. Uh, yeah, just not a good pick. BYU minus four and a half. We got screwed. BYU's coach is a fucking weak little bitch, if I'm being honest. Uh, LSU plus nine, bad pick. Uh, it was the stream of the week. There was a chance for a backdoor cover, but we couldn't get it done because we can't stop them on fourth and nine. Uh, LSU sucks. Everybody sucks. Getting rid of them all. Ohio State minus 21 was my lock of the week, and there was never a doubt in this one. They won by – they doubled it up. They won by like 44 or something like that. Um, I'll pat myself on the back on that one after a rough week. Coastal Carolina minus three and a half. They played their worst game of the season. Uh, great team on third down. They were not good on third down. Sloppy turnover or uh, sloppy penalties all game. Ended drives early for them. Kept drives alive for App State. Really unfortunate. Uh, Liberty minus twenty one and a half. They sucked in the first half. Got it rolling in the second half. They won by like eleven. And then Alabama minus twenty five. wasn't looking great to start, but they ended up uh, pulling away in the second half. So absolutely needed that to go an abysmal three and seven. Uh, Nick, you had eleven plays. Uh, Coastal Carolina started a game out 14 nothing, blew it, ended up losing. Arizona plus 18 against Washington. Arizona was winning 13 to nothing at halftime. They let Washington come back, and I think Washington won the game by six. Can I pause you real quick? Um, just I mean, Shannon just traded me George Kittle for David Johnson. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with did <laughs> You think uh, Mark Ingram was soaking up all the carries? Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, I didn't really think about that, that now Mark Ingram's out. But he texted me earlier and was like, I got to get rid of Kittle. I was like, why do you have to get rid of Kittle? He's like, I don't want to just drop him, so send me something. I said, okay. I texted my friend Tomo in San Francisco. I said, like, Shannon's under the impression that Kittle's going to be out for a long time. I texted him. I said, how long is Kittle going to be out? And he said, like, a week or two, and then he should be back. I said, okay, thanks. <laughs> I said, I'll take him. Why not? Sorry, go ahead. 
Um, so yeah, Arizona plus eighteen. They were at home. This is way too many points to be given. Arizona against a weak Washington team. Iowa State minus seven. Um, they were at home against Oklahoma State, the undefeated Oklahoma State Cowboys, number eight ranked team in the country. Uh, we were kind of there was some bad luck here. Um, Oklahoma State connected on a few big plays that kept this game closer than I thought it was. But I mean, the whole game, I felt like Iowa State was, even though they were behind in the beginning, it just felt like they were in control of this game. They ended up winning by three. UCLA minus two against Oregon. They also went up 14 nothing and then blew it in the end. Uh, DTR got hurt at the end and uh, uh, the backup came in and it looked like he might save makes, us, yeah, but he then was making magic happen on a couple of those plays. But then he threw the interception that sealed the Oregon victory. BYU minus four and a half against Washington State. BYU ran a ball all over him. I mean, the score they won by two. Uh, the score doesn't indicate how how much success BYU had on the ground in this one. San Diego State plus three and a half against Air Force. Um, Air Force got it going there late, but it, it was too late to uh, make a comeback. San Diego State won 20 to 13, I think. Nevada plus three. Okay. This was the this was really the um <laughs> the I think this game ended kind of late. Um Ohio State was already settled. It might have ended right before that, but um dude, Nevada was down by eight with two minutes left, and they're driving. Um Carson Strong drops back to pass, gets sacked, fumbles it. Um, Fresno State recovers it. Mm -hmm. So Nevada has two timeouts. There's like a minute and 40 seconds left in the game. I'm like, screw it, dude. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I don't have any luck. I turn the TV off. I go into my room, and I'm getting ready to watch the boxing fight. Well, I'd go to, I go check my phone. I said, well, let me check because I knew there was two timeouts left. I was like, if they don't let them get a first down, they're going to get the ball back. I check my phone. They have the ball. I'm, huff, I'm fumbling through remotes <laughs> trying to damn change the channel. I finally get it on the channel, and as I'm changing the channel, Nevada is catching a, a touchdown to make it a two-point game. Yeah. Well, they go for two. It's a throw to the back of the end zone, and the player looks like he's going to come down and bounds, but the defender forces him out. Good play. So, uh, Nevada scored the the covering touchdown with two seconds left in this one, and it saved my bet. That was the best thing that happened on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Ohio State minus twenty one. It was never close. Georgia Tech Virginia over sixty three. This one was not close either. Yeah. Virginia won the game forty eight to forty. Eighty eight total points scored in regulation. LSU plus nine. Um. Got a bunch of weak fucking bitches on the defense that are scared to go in and tackle. Except yeah, for number we're 29. a poor tackling team. Uh, number 29 is our best player on defense. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who he is. I think he got his first action last game. Yeah, he's not scared to tackle. That's He'll go in and he's going to tackle. So um, keep an eye out for 29. Yeah, if they got a prop on his over-under on tackles, take the over. Yeah. LSU at Ole Miss, under 76. This was my big easy bet. It didn't come close. LSU – uh, sucks. Even though they sucked on defense, they sucked just as bad, maybe even more on offense. Yep. Yep. Justin, you, ha- uh, so Nick went six and five. Justin, you had seven plays. Yeah. Uh, so we were all in coastal. That one sucked. Um, 
I mean, it started out good, and then it ended bad. Uh, San Jose State, minus four. That one hit. They ended up um, winning by a touchdown. Uh, Purdue, plus three. That one was a blowout. Wisconsin beat the shit out of them. Then Oregon, plus two. They ended up coming back in the end and winning. And then Cincinnati, minus 27. I said it. Damn, that, near, damn near lost. Yeah, I mean, I, I said Navy finds a way to hang around in games, and they sure shit did. Um, but you bet on Cincinnati. Yeah, why'd well, you know, bet yeah, Cincinnati? No, I know. I just remember saying that last Me and week. him were at the gym, and he, we were like, I was like, I looked at the 11 o'clock games. I don't have any. We were close to taking Navy. And he was like, I don't like any either. I was like, yeah, we should probably just take Navy plus 28 because that's so many points. That's too many points for a yeah, team like that. Well, they'll shut off. We almost did. They jump. They score a touchdown, and then it's like, oh fuck. But yeah, no. I mean, then I had Memphis against UCF, and UCF won outright by I think like two or three touchdowns. And then my lock of the week was Kent State, um, which they won. Mm-hmm. Wow, a good amount. Yeah, this was um, Kent State against Ohio. Y'all, y'all both hit your locks in, in NFL, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of those weeks where all three of us hit our locks in college. All three of us hit our locks in the NFL. If you're gonna bet anything, bet the locks of the week. Um, yeah. Me and Nick had two games where uh, we had two different teams jump out to a 14 point lead and lose and not cover. So that sucks, but it is what it is. I went three and seven on the week. That brings me to 39, 46, and two. And six and three on my locks of the week. So that's the only thing keeping me going at this point. Uh, Nick went six and five, 30 and 34 and one. Locks of the week, he is four and five. Justin went three and four. He's sitting at 37 and 38. And then his locks of the week are also six and three. So we look ahead to this week of college football. Uh, Let's start. Actually, I got a Thursday game. Are y'all on it? No. Okay. I'm. Ta- I don't think so. I'm on a Thursday game. Okay. I'm, I'm sure. Ta- I am I'm more. taking Coastal first half minus ten. Um, we saw what happened last week. Uncharacteristic game for Coastal. I'm sure they're going to come out firing, guns blazing. Uh, very poor uh, discipline with the penalties. Like I said, ended drives early for them. Kept drives going for App State. I think they jump out to an early lead in this one. Um. Back door could be open for Troy, so I'm going to take the first half, minus 10. You know? Yeah, this game was close last year. Yeah. I am also on this game, and I'm going to follow you for the first half, minus 10. Uh-huh. But I'm also taking the full game at minus 17 as well. Okay. Um. All right. Y'all got a Friday game? No. No? Me neither. No. All right. So we'll get right to it on Saturday, 11 a.m., Uh. So, yeah, we recently, it only took three years, but we finally made the Big Easy Bets Instagram page, uh, which I'm on fire on that page. I'm putting out memes and everything. That, <laughs> yeah. that last meme was really funny. Yeah, that's all, That's an original. <laughs> that, that's all me. So go follow Big Easy Bets on, uh, on Instagram. Somebody had the name Big Easy Bets. Can't fucking believe it. Uh, hasn't used the page in God knows how long. So it's Big Easy Bets underscore. Bullshit. It pisses me we off. Find them. And yeah. Kill them. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm out there putting quality content. All right. Uh, but yeah, if you follow the page, then you know that our live stream game of the week this week is going to be the Battle of the State of Michigan, the Wolverines versus the Spartans, top 10 matchup, number six, Michigan going on the road to East Lansing to take on number eight, Michigan State. 
I had the spread written down at four and a half. It looks like it dropped to four. Yeah. Are you able to find it at four and a half? No, uh, it's at four. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is the best game of the week, so that's why we're streaming it. It's a tough side to pick on either way you look at it. So I'll let you go first. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, so I've seen Michigan State play a a good bit this year. I know a lot about them. I know their strengths, their weaknesses, and, you know, where they are vulnerable at. But Michigan, on the other hand, I haven't seen – I haven't seen a bunch of them. So um, it's a little bit confusing to me. I mean, look, statistically looking at these teams, they're close in a lot of areas. Uh, their strengths are the same. They like to run the ball, and and their defenses are pretty good. So – Michigan State being at home, um, that's obviously a a point in their direction. But I feel like Michigan is going to be – I feel like their offensive and defensive line probably have the better talent on them. So I feel like there is an edge there. But, I mean, you got to be worried about laying four, four and a half points on the road. I saw a fat lady with a Michigan State shirt on like three weeks ago. I think that's a sign. I'm going I'm gonna go with Michigan State plus four. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, I mean on my paper I have Michigan State written down. But I'm gonna be completely honest with you, if Nick would have picked Michigan, there's a good chance I would have flipped. Um so that shows you my confidence level. Uh like he said, this is what I wrote down. These two teams are basically mirror images of one another. Two big two big ten schools from Michigan that want to run the football. Neither has played a team with a legit offensive threat. You can maybe say Western Kentucky for Michigan State. And, uh, I mean, they were able to put up a 31-piece on them. For the most part, Michigan State's defense has done well, but it's been against offenses that aren't that good. You got Indiana, you got Rutgers, you got Nebraska, you got Miami. Um, Same thing on the flip side with Michigan. I mean, Michigan's played Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Rutgers. Three, four not good offenses. The best offense of that bunch is Nebraska. So, and that's tough. So, they only beat Nebraska by three. They were in a 20-13 to 13 battle with Rutgers. I've been saying it. If you stop the run for Michigan, they haven't proven that they can throw the ball. But it is tough. I mean, on one side, you got Cade McNamara, 1,115 yards passing, five touchdowns, one interception. He hasn't really had to show you very much because they've had a lot of success running the football. Uh, you also got Blake Corum, 729 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. He's averaging 6.3 yards a carry. Then on the other side of the football, you have Peyton Thorne, 1,701 yards, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. And then you got who's probably the best player on the football field. That's Kenneth Walker the third. He's got 997 yards, so call it 1,009 touchdowns. He's averaging 6.6 yards a carry. Walker's coming off what might be his worst performance so far, 23 carries for 84 yards, no touchdowns. So in a 20-15 to 15 win over the Indiana Hoosiers, I was on the Spartans on that one. We got a little lucky to cover that spread. It could have been a look-ahead game to Michigan. They're both coming off a bye. So both are going to be rested. Both are going to be ready for this one. Um, I think you can expect more of an impact from Walker. And really what it boils down to is take the home team getting the points. I like the four and a hook. I'd rather that half point be there. Um, can you verify that we can't find it at four and a half? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now. Because that would be great. Um, Honestly, I think it will, it's trending to even drop it down another half a point. Yeah. 
It's not, but it, it, I think it's trending that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, we can take it at four. Fuck it. Give me the Spartans. Um, I just feel like that that the home field advantage matters. This is what we talked about. I, I, I went so long the last two seasons that we've done this podcast, I'd never put enough stock into the home team, especially the home team getting points. There's nothing better than a home team getting points. Yeah, so. you get more than a field goal here, so. Yeah. What has Michigan showed you? Well, are you on this game? No, only because I'm not going to be here for this one. You haven't been here for any of them. I know. I've been, <laughs> I've been very busy. What do you mean? Um, what has Michigan showed you, you know? Like, where are you gonna be? I have a work thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like, what has Michigan showed you to say that they're gonna pull away in this one? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not as much as with Mich. Because let's be honest, I said it. I don't really, I haven't seen Michigan, but I can tell you, like, I know they're recruiting better than Michigan State and stuff like that. And I know where Michigan State's vulnerable. And it's it's their offense can stall at times because it's a little bit dependent on the big play. So if Michigan doesn't give them any big plays, then it could be one of those games where Michigan ends up wearing them down with the running mm-hmm. r- rushing attack. So I just um, feel like historically Harbaugh's faded in these games. Yeah, the team has not been able to get it done. Who'd they beat earlier? Was it Wisconsin, a ranked Wisconsin team? Yeah, that was their first ranked win under Jim Harbaugh. So it took him, what, seven years? I don't know how long he's been there. I'm guessing seven. Seven years to get one rank win. Now we think they're going to get two in one season. Not to mention a top ten. I don't think so. It'll be interesting here because Michigan State's been decent at turning the, um, turning their opponents over. So if you know if, Mich- if they can stop the run and force Michigan into some uncharacteristic third, third and, you know, seven and yeah, keep plus. Yeah, don't let them get ahead of the chains. Maybe they can – Force a couple turnovers and get some scores that way. So Yeah. So there you go. We'll be streaming it 11 a.m. on the dot. Uh, come in, hang out, and go Spartans. Uh, that's really all there is to it. So, all right. Who wants to go next? Justin does. I'll go. Um, I know they're kind of trending down, but fuck it. Liberty minus 36 over UMass. You sick bastard. Can't do it. Can't do it. I tried to, I felt like maybe it was a one off. I tried to get one over on Liberty or with Liberty last week. And then now they, they just hand them another 36, 36 piece. They're saying Willis is fading in the, uh, on the big board. Yeah, he should be. He's dropping. So I don't know. Maybe he keep, pays attention to that and, uh, Goes out and balls out, but I don't know, dude. It's tough. So, all right. So you're on Liberty. Um, yeah, those those heavy spreads have not been your friend the last couple of weeks. I know. Gotta get back to my roots, though. Gotta get back to bed in Coastal Liberty, <laughs> UTSA, the yep. Birds. All right. Let's see. Um, Georgia and Florida. Are you on it? Yeah, I am as well. Are you, Justin? Nope. Too good to pass out. Yeah. Um. You want me to go first on this one? Yeah. Okay. So, this was another one. I've lo- I'm interested to see what you say. Um, so, Florida has fallen back to earth after nearly beating Alabama 31-29. They lost by two. 
In that game, they managed to rush for 245 yards, 5.7 yards a carry. Emory Jones rushed for nine, rushed 19 times. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be able to have that success against this Georgia front. But with that being said, no, I'm kidding. There is no but. Uh, <laughs> Georgia's coming off a bye week. Both of these teams are. Uh, where before that, we saw them hold Kentucky to 51 yards rushing. This is a U.K. team that averages nearly 200 yards per game on the ground. They barely got over the half, half a century mark. In that game, Georgia was 2-7 on third down. They were the more penalized team, and they got dominated in time of possession, 37 minutes to 22 minutes. Yet they still won by three scores. Why? Because the defense is that damn good. I don't believe in Emory Jones or Richardson, for that matter. Uh, I got to take the Bulldogs here, getting the points. Um, I'm sorry, giving the points. And then it's against my better judgment, but I'm going to take the under 51 as well. I don't see Florida being able to do very much. Uh, for a stat, the favorite has covered five of the last six in this matchup. Uh, Georgia's 5-2 and two against the spread, and the under has hit three times in a row. And then Florida's game has gone under three of the last four. So, give me the Bulldogs. Give me the under. You on Florida? Hell no. <laughs> Dude, look. Georgia's far and away the best team in the country. Yeah, like, I, I, this is another team, like, I could see them not getting past midfield. Like, there's, yeah, only, there's only one team. It's Alabama. And then I, I think you just chance. look at the, the the success. I know both these teams are coming off of a bye, but this last game for Florida was LSU. And the success LSU had running the ball, it's like yeah, Georgia was going to be able to run it on them too because Georgia's a far better running team than LSU. Yeah, Zamir White, he's going to so, have a field day. Um, and then looking at the game from last year, Florida beat Georgia 44-28 to when Florida obviously have one of the more high-powered offenses in the SEC. They don't have that this year, not, I, nothing even close. I believe I was on Florida. Yeah, we, yeah. we both were. I was when I was in Disney World. Um. And then Georgia's just – their defense is even stronger than it was last year, and their offense is better. Um, so I, I just don't see much of uh, Florida having a chance here. I mean, it could be one of those surprising games. Um, but right now I don't think there's anyone close to Georgia, and uh, I don't think that we're going to see them getting into any trouble in this one. Yeah, I think I think Florida had their chance against Bama. They beat Bama. Their whole season's probably different. So they've got momentum. They've got the belief that they can do it. Well, they lost to Bama. Then they lost to us. I mean, they're spiraling down. Now, now you got to go run into the best team in the country, arguably one of the best defenses of all time. I mean, yeah. Um, they're not they're not looking forward to this whatsoever. So Kirby Smart's hyping up Dan Mullen. He's kind of uh, – Making it sound like, oh, yeah, he's a guy you got to respect. He's not worried about Dan Mullen. Come on. He respects no one. Yeah. Neither do the defensive tackles on Georgia that are going to dominate either one, Emory or uh, Richardson. So, yeah, we're both on Georgia there. And then, I mean, it's like if you're going to take – you, I would say you lean under if you're going to take Florida to keep it close. You know what I mean? Because they're not going to score much if you think they're, if you think they're going to cover the, the 14 – then you can lean under. Um, but, I mean, I could see this being like – I could see it – I don't think Florida can score the football. I mean, it's hard for me to bet the over. I don't think Florida's going to have success scoring. Um, I'm taking it now. Are you? Sometimes you just got to hear it. Yeah. 31-10, Georgia wins. Yeah, that's what – yeah. I mean, if they score, if they score double digits, I'll be like, I'm impressed. But if they score more than 10 – 
I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, it was a good day at the office for Florida. Um, I'm also going to take uh, Maryland minus five and a half. I think it's a good chance for them to get back. Not sure what's going on with the uh, quarterback situation in Indiana. I know Tuttle got hurt, and then they brought in the backup, backup, and he sucks. But then Tuttle came back, and he wasn't able to do shit. So Maryland, that had this high-powered offense until we decided to hop <laughs> onto them, then they forgot how to move the ball. This is a good chance. They need to get rolling. Um, they need to get back into a rhythm. So this line's growing. I would take it as soon as you can. I think it opened at four, four and a half. It's up to five and a half. Um, when I wrote it down, it was five. So now it's five and a half. I'll still take it at five and a half. Uh, this is a good chance for the Tagovailoa, the uh, the other one, to, like I said, get back into a rhythm. Indiana's defense is not what it was. They're banged up at corner, and their offense is absolutely terrible. So take, uh, what are they, the, the Terrapins? Yep. And they're at home, huh? They are. They are. Um, all right, what is your next one, Nick? Um, Florida State at Clemson. Clemson's 0-7 against the spread this year. Uh, Clemson's nine and a half point favorites. I know Florida State's been playing better lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't look totally incapable, but um, still, I'm going to have to take Clemson Tigers here. Really? Minus nine and a half at Can't home. do it. I'll never do it again. Um, I mean, they got to cover one this year, huh? You would hope. I'm not going to lie. If they were one and six, I wouldn't take this. If they were one and six against the spread, I said, it's screw just it. because they haven't covered It's kind of like that Arizona pick from last week. Which is a yeah, good pick. They're oh so yeah, I mean look, Florida State's not that good. I know that they they've come they got two wins, I think, in a row. Uh-huh. Or three. So they beat Syracuse, who's a good, decent team, and North Carolina, who's a decent team. But I don't know. I just think, you know, their 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 offense isn't that strong. They're gonna be going against a good, a really good Clemson defense. I think that that. That's going to be the difference here. Um, I don't know how much Florida State's going to be able to score. And Clemson, man, eventually they got to figure it out. They got to figure out how to score the ball. You would hope. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely wouldn't take Florida State. So, I, I just – Clemson's burn me. I'm done with them. Um, but, all right, Justin, what's your next one? Um, I have – Texas and Baylor, and I'm going with Texas plus three at Baylor. That's tough. It Just is. because Baylor's look good. That dude Bohannon looks like a damn good. That's the dude who stepped in in the bowl game, number 11, quarterback for Baylor. Um, A few years ago, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Well, I no, know. I think it was last year. Was it not last year? Um. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they made a bowl game last year. Then it was the last year of Matt Rule. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, two years ago. Um, Yeah, I like Texas, but what's the spread? Um, ba- Baylor's favorite? three, yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, that'll be interesting to, uh, to see how that one goes. That'll be one to definitely keep an eye on. Um, so, you're taking Texas with the points. Um, yeah. All right. I've got... Two games where I'm taking the over. First one is Pitt and Miami. So, I mean, we know what Pitt can do. Clemson's defense was able to hold them to start. Uh, but then they got into a little bit of a groove. They ended up scoring 27. So Miami uh, just beat NC State, number 18 team in the nation, 31-30. Uh, to 30. Before that, they lost to North Carolina, 45-42. to 42. Uh, They lost to Virginia, 30-28. to 28. And then they put up 69 on uh, some scrub team. So 
They're not winning the games. They're losing close ones, but they're scoring points. They're hanging in there. Uh, their defense is not good. They get, like I said, given up 30, 45, 30. So they they give up on average 30 points a game. I'm hoping that they can score, I mean, 20, 21, 28 in that range. Um, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over over 61 in this one. I think there's gonna be more points than uh than they're giving them credit for. Weather could be a factor, but kind of hoping it's uh it's not. So, um, all right, give me your next one, and then I'm gonna come back to my last over. UCLA at Utah. Um, both teams average over 30 points a game, and the defenses are capable of being scored on. Um, I just think looking at both these teams, the amount of points that they've been scoring lately, and then ever since Utah, the quarterback change happened, what happened to their offense, it's kind of being reinvented, and their offense is able to score. I'm going to go UCLA at Utah over 60 and one-half points. Okay. Oh, over 60. Okay. Um all right, Justin, what is your next one? Um, I am going with Iowa plus three and a half against Wisconsin. This Iowa, is a um, okay. big, big game for Iowa. I think they're um, tied in the Big Ten West right now with Wisconsin. And, yeah, they really need this win. And Wisconsin's been able to get a couple wins lately, but this will be a good Week for that to stop. So are you saying Wisconsin doesn't need this win? No, they do, but I just think Iowa is the far better team. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just got to hope that Wisconsin can't get anything going on offense. Yeah, they need to stop the run, leave it up to Mertz. Yeah, what did um, what did Mertz do last week? Uh, let's see. Obviously, we know it was a 30-13 to 13 victory. Mertz <laughs> went 5 for 8 for 52 yards. So, yeah, stop the run, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had two players go over 140 yards rushing. So, that's a good recipe um, for success. So, yeah, put it on Mertz. Um, I'm going to take the Penn State, Ohio State over 60. I feel like uh, Penn State has some guys on that offense. They're coming off of a bad game, a really bad game. Uh, poor performance from two-point conversion category, definitely. Uh, but they still got Javon Dotson. They got somebody who can stretch it over the top. And then Ohio State, I mean, weapons all over the field. Uh, their last four games, they've scored 54, 66, 52, and 59. So uh, give me the over 60 in that one. I like that pick. And then I have one more. How many more do you have? One more. It's my lock. Okay. Um, Justin, how many more do you have? Five. Five? Yeah. Jesus. All right. Um, well, give us four in a row and then save your lock, even though I already gave out my lock. On I accident. think I have a double lock, I don't like know. I don't two know. locks this week. Can't happen. All right. Can only be one. Texas Tech plus 19 and a half versus Oklahoma. <laughs> Too many points, and I know Texas Tech just fired their head coach, but they didn't like him anyway. So it's kind of like whenever your teacher goes out and you got that sub, you know, 
feel like you can get away with more. You're gonna act up. So <laughs> Okay. They're gonna act up and score some points. Like false start offside. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, oh, no, 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 no. Undisciplined. Face, man. You're not <laughs> listening to your authority <laughs> figure anymore. Calling their own plays. I mean, this is going that sounds like a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um all right, what is give me another one. UTEP plus eleven versus FAU. Okay. Give you another one. Keep it going. SMU plus one versus Houston. This oh, is a big game. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Yep. Really? Yep. Okay. And then my last one. Is this your lock or is this the last one before the lock? Yeah, this will be my lock. Rutgers minus one and a half versus Illinois. Hmm. I don't know. Could be a letdown spot for Illinois, I guess. Uh, yeah. Rutgers is due for a win, though. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They're Illinois- going to get back on track here. All right, that offense fucking. You can have a motherfucking Rutgers. Yeah. I call Rutgers <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> no, fuck, fuck them. Forget about it. <laughs> so that is your lock? Yeah, that's All right. it. Uh, just for the record, my lock's Coastal Carolina. First half minus 10. Um, I gave it out earlier than uh expected but what's your what's your last one what's your lock fresno state at san diego state i'm on this game as well san diego state has the best kicker and punter in the country anyway um (laughs) (laughs) he's the strength of their team let's be honest okay this dude punts the ball 60 yards at, at minimum every time um but look i think fresno state matches up well with San Diego State, they have a high-power balance offensive attack, and their rush defense allows 3.4 yards per carry. It's not that good, but uh, it's good enough, I think. I think that Fresno State, the, the, the way that they can move the ball offensively, and then I think they have just enough success stopping the run to uh, hold San Diego State from scoring a lot. Uh, I'm going to take Fresno State plus one. This is my lock of the week. I'm on Fresno as well. Did you say their defense is pretty good, not great? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. I mean, the rush defense. Yeah, I said not. That's a, all you got to worry about is stopping the run with San Diego State. Yeah, that's why I literally wrote down, not a bad defense, but good enough. Offense is going to be too much uh, San Diego for San Diego State to commit to the run. Um, this game reminds me of um, San Diego State, San Jose State, except Fresno State's a lot better than offensively. Yeah, than yeah. than San Jose State. I mean, so, yeah, dude, Hayner was playing damn good. He's just the biggest a bit, thing that worries saying, me. They're saying he's like a prospect. Like he's, Yeah, he's, he's good to look at. The biggest thing that worries me though is San Diego State's punter. He kicks the field goals too. He's good at both. He's a <laughs> dude, this dude's a weapon. Watch just watch this game. Then he punted like he's, 84 yards oh, yeah. last game. Yeah. He he punted the his heels were on the back of the end zone. And he punted inside to 20. Sounds like he needs to get looked at. No, he's going to the NFL. This I dude's for steroids, a, a steroids. Oh, yeah, well, that too. I'm always telling people to drug test the punters. <laughs> All right, we'll recap real quick. Um, so Thursday, going to be my lock of the week. Coastal Carolina, first half minus 10. Started off on Saturday. You got Michigan State on the live stream game, plus four. I've got Georgia minus 14 and the under 51. I've got Maryland minus five and a half. I've got Pitt and Miami over 61. 
got Penn State and Ohio State over 60. And then it's a late game. It, it might be one of those games that you look for to pull you out of the depths of hell. Fresno State plus one, just like Nick broke down for you. I got Michigan State plus four. This game we're streaming. I got Georgia minus 14. I have Clemson minus nine and a half. I have UCLA at Utah over 60 and a half. And then I have Fresno State plus one as my lock of the week. All righty. Justin? Got Coastal Carolina minus 17. Liberty minus 36. You said you were on the first half as well, right? Um, For Coastal. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coastal minus 10. Liberty minus 36. Texas plus three. Iowa plus three and a half. Texas Tech plus 19 and a half. UTEP plus 11. SMU plus one. Georgia minus 14, and my lock of the week is Rutgers minus one and a half. Okay, there you go. That's the college picks for this week. Eventually, we're going to turn it around and we're going to get it going. I like to think it's this week uh, because I felt great last week, and I don't feel as good this week. So when I feel great, it doesn't go well. When I don't know how I feel, best week of the year. So, um, I mean, that's uh, get ready for it. So, all right, NFL, we will – Recap real quick. So Thursday night, uh, I had Broncos plus two and the under 40 and a half. Under 40 and a half was a late ad that I gave out on Twitter. So if you're not following the Big Easy Bets Twitter page, you need to because that was the one that won. Broncos plus two did not go how uh, you would like, did not go how you expected. So Titans plus five and a half win outright, and they didn't just win. They held the Chiefs to three points and put up a 28-piece, 27, something like that. Domination. Uh, I actually money lined this game. It was fantastic. My lock of the week was Lions plus 15. I mean, got out to a 10 nothing lead, I think it was. Damn near 14. Uh, obviously, they didn't win. They let the Rams uh, get back into it. And then they had a chance there at the end to potentially kind of make some noise. But um, Rams ended up scoring late to pull away but not cover. So, But we, we cashed in on the spread there for the lock of the week. Giants plus three. Getting points at home. Uh, they win outright. Weird score was like 5-3 to three for the majority of that game. Uh, Panthers suck. I've been saying, wait till the Saints see the Panthers again. Sam Darnold got benched for uh, XFL legend P.J. Walker. Uh, but they're saying Sam is still the quarterback, the starter. So I had Bears plus 12.5. Terrible, terrible pick. Um, on goddamn Brady, 600 touchdown day. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, Colts plus 4. I've been all over the Colts the last three weeks. Wild game, real sloppy. Uh, shouldn't have even been as close as it was, to be quite honest. Uh, I can't remember what happened right in the beginning. Uh, oh, it was a fumble. Wentz. Carson Wentz fumbled yeah, in the red zone. Kind of got the ball tipped as he was trying to shovel pass it over the guy. So they turn it over there. Naheem Hines on a wheel route wide open um, just drops it. I mean, it was a sloppy, sloppy game. Really, really uh, tough conditions. There's probably 19 fumbles, yet only like four of them got accounted for. Uh, they kept dropping the snap. It was honestly, I loved watching it because right before it got real bad, the Colts jumped out to a lead. And I was like, okay, I'd rather have the points when the weather gets bad. So, um, And then Saints minus five on Monday night. We had plenty of opportunities to cover this game. We had to fight off the refs. We had to fight off cheap play from the uh, Seahawks, the whole nine yards. So it is what it is. I'll take a Saints win uh, first and foremost before anything else. But that closed out a five and three day. We were really close to eyeing down a six and two. 
which would have been nice. Should have had six and two last week. So back to back five and three days in the NFL. Safe to say that I'm a sharp in the NFL. Uh, I mean, just all there is to it. That brings me to 28, 21 and one now. I was looking rough there to start in the NFL. It was flip flop. I was doing good in college, doing bad in the NFL. Yeah, I started one and nine in the NFL. So yeah, that's not good. Give me a damn break here. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I've been, you're on the wrong side all the damn Thursday games. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, Broncos plus two. Man, there was a fourth and five, and the um, Browns were in the red zone. They went for it. Case Keenum. It's like you can look at a lot of these games in NFL. They're going to come down to one play. You know, the Broncos get a stop there. The Broncos likely are going to cover here. They probably have a good chance to win if they would have been able to stop the uh, Browns there. Um, Broncos, Browns under 41. This was my lock of the week. Uh, There was how many points scored in this game? Not a lot. I don't yeah, know. seventeen, fourteen, something like that. It honestly started looking. It started looking bad right in the beginning. They jumped yeah. out. There was a lot of points scored, not a lot, but like what, 10, 14 points scored like right off the bat, and then there was nothing hardly after that. So Jets plus seven and Jets Patriots under forty two. The Patriots scored fifty four points in this game. <laughs> That's not good. The Jets are the worst football team on the planet. Bill Belichick and the rookie QBs, dude. That's <laughs> not why this bet lost. I told you. <laughs> That's just. No, Wilson was doing well, and he, he gets his team inside the five-yard line and gets hurt. Yep. The quarterback comes in, they ended up scoring a touchdown. He wasn't on that. doing well, though. Weren't they down 21 when he got no, hurt? No, they were down 17, but that wasn't because of him. It wasn't like they're they're winning by 17 because of the, the way the quarterback's playing. They, were, they scored on the first three drives. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that that one would have. Like, if he didn't get hurt, though, is what I'm saying. I don't know if they would have had enough to cover either one of those. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have. But I did. I had the Jets in the 13-point teaser. It cost me. They got <laughs> smashed. Um, <laughs> Bengals, plus six and a half. That's a good pick. Uh, they showed dominance against the Ravens. Lions, plus 15. Logan broke it down. Lions got out to a lead, and they were able to hang, in, hang around in there. After the Rams made their push. Yep. Justin, you had four plays. Yeah. For Thursday night, I had the Broncos and Browns under 41. That one hit. Um, Eagles plus three. That was the worst pick of this year. Uh, they got the shit kicked out of them. And then Washington plus eight and a half. I think this was a good pick, but they just... I mean, you, you go to the fucking red zone eight times and you, you can't score against one of the worst red zone defenses, so... You know how many games I've had in my life that I thought were good picks? <laughs> but that, that I didn't win money on. Yeah, well, I should have went three and one, but two and two. Lions plus fifteen with both of y'all. And <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. I lost a uh, a parlay. Well, you got Heineke. He's he's taking a uh, fall at the one yard. <laughs> yeah, he's scared. And then fumbles. Oh, dude. If I was on the Redskins, I'd have gone nuts. Yeah, he drops down to a knee on like this half-hearted dive. He didn't even zone. need to do that. He no, could have just waltzed walked in. in. Yeah, he could have walked on in. And then the very next play, he tries the Drew Brees over the top and it gets knocked out. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what can you do? Um, That's a sign, though. Is it? All right, Thursday night, you got the Packers at the Cardinals. This game... Um, is up in the air right now in terms of 
what to expect. Devontae Adams is out with COVID. Alan Lazard is out with COVID. So the Packers are down. Probably their number one and number two pass catchers. Um, the spread was three, three and a half, I believe. Ballooned up to six and a half. Um, Overreaction. So, yeah. Who wants to go first? <laughs> you go first. Oh, I got to go first. I go first all the time. I'll go first if you want. Okay. Give me the Packers. Packers plus six and a half? Yeah. 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 Still Aaron Rodgers. They got A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. They could establish somewhat of a run game. Uh, they keep saying how the Cardinals got uh, Chandler Jones back. He's got five sacks on the year. He had five sacks after week one. I know he missed two games because of COVID, but, I mean, they played seven. So, before he missed COVID, it's not like he was dominating like he did week one. It was just a very – uncharacteristically bad performance from the uh, Titans who now look like a good football team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of points. The Cardinals have showed um, vulnerability, I think. If they would have played, like you take Aaron Rodgers and you drop him on the 49ers, they beat the Cardinals easily whenever they played each other. 17-10 to victory. Um, Yeah, I mean – that that offense has looked like world beaters, but it's not gonna. They're not gonna. Not running the table. So Thursday on a short turnaround, I'll take the Packers getting the points on Thursday. Yeah, um, it's a tough one to pick. Like you said, Packers are gonna be without their top two receivers. All the money is gonna be tossed on the Cardinals, though. When you hear that, yeah. So, um. You're somebody who speculates sometimes if it's rigged. No, it's without a doubt. So these referees are out here calling taunting penalties on my damn Iowa State bat. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I've always oh, said if it's rigged, find the side that it's rigged for. So if the vast majority is on Arizona, then they're gonna want Green Bay to cover. You know? Yeah, I mean I never thought about taking the Cardinals. No? Well that's just No, I don't you, trust them. Yeah, you hate Kingsbury. And I hate everything about Frodo back there running around. Uh, you don't like Colin Murray? No, running around like he's the best, you know? He is the best. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely not the best, but... um, He'll he'll make a couple mistakes. This game's going to be close. Um, I'm going to take Packers plus six and a half, and I'll take the under 50 and a half. Under? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, the money's relatively even. Packer, uh, Cardinals are getting fifty five percent of the bets. Green Bay's getting forty five percent. There's a bigger discrepancy in the money. Um, Cardinals are getting sixty nine percent. Packers are getting thirty one percent. So, take that for what it's worth. Uh, what side are you on, Justin? Sounds like you're taking the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. I think they'll hit their uh, season win total prop on this game, and. Minus six and a half. They want you to take the Cardinals. That's what they want. They're trying to get everybody out there. Hop all over the Cardinals. This line may go to seven. If it goes to seven, bet the house on Green Bay. Um. All right. I have been betting a lot of underdogs this year. I'm all, I'm on all underdogs. Not me. I've got two favorites. Um. But. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus 13 and a half going on the road against the Bills. I think Tua 
He sucks. He does. But he's getting it together. Exactly. He's getting it together <laughs> enough. He's getting it together enough. And Jacecki can go up and get that thing. Yes. They got some guys over there. We know their defense is solid enough. Um, Flores is finally endorsing Tua. He's probably crying when he goes home. Like, finally. I'm not getting pulled for that goddamn Fitzpatrick guy. Um, Bills are coming off a loss to Tennessee. I mean, do we think the Bills are the best team in football? I think the bye week could have stumbled, could have messed with the Bills' rhythm. Yeah. They got the loss, and then they got the bye week. It's like they they started off a little bit slow, then it looked like they were figuring it out. That mm-hmm. The offense was playing well against Tennessee. Um, I mean, this is a Miami team that made the playoffs. There in the beginning, year. yeah. So I think when you look at the Miami, the way they th- these two teams match up, Miami's the, the weakness on their team is their rush defense. The Bills aren't going to really – impose the run on them too much probably so i mean i think yeah i think they could keep it closer too i'm also on the dolphins plus 13 and a half yeah i mean two close losses granted against uh, it's against what's probably the two worst teams in football outside of themselves but you got a 23 20 loss to jacksonville across the pond i think it was and then you got a 30 to 28 loss to uh, atlanta uh this was a game that i want to say if i remember correctly they were were they down and then atlanta came back or or no they were down and then they got back into it I think so. That's how I remember it. Uh, there was a lot of shit going on, but I'm pretty sure Atlanta jumped out to an early lead, mm-hmm. and then Miami closed the gap there. Um, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, so 13 and a half is a lot of points for NFL football. So it's professionals on both sides of the field. So you're also on the Dolphins. Justin, what's your first game on Sunday? Um, I'm taking the Titans plus one against the Colts. Okay. I stayed away from this one because I really like the Colts. I'm going to be honest. Um, I thought about taking the Colts. It's one of those lines that you look at and you're like, yeah, it's fishy. But I don't know. I don't think it is, though. I really don't because the Colts can run the football. Carson Wentz is not playing bad. He's not. 11 touchdowns, one interception, 1,700 passing yards. Um, I was strongly considering taking the Colts, but I'm just going to stay away. Coming off of a game where they just trounced Kansas City, could be. I mean, there's not really much letdown spots in the NFL. There's only 16, now 17 games. But the Colts are not a team to take lightly. So they're able to have a balanced offense, run the ball. Paris Campbell's kind of asserting himself as potentially their number one go-to guy over there as uh, for a receiver. And Carson Wentz is quietly having a really good year. So I feel like Tennessee is the side that the public is going to be on because it looks like it looks it's like okay they're underdogs after what they just did to the Chiefs yeah, especially after that game so but you can't put too much stock into that the Chiefs are not what they were the Chiefs have a lot of shit that they got to figure out and the Colts have quietly been playing really good football after going I think they started 0 and 3 so yeah they won 3 out of the last 4 granted they're not beating the best teams but they took Baltimore to an overtime um it, it was a loss but they went to overtime they were even winning in that one by a good bit very well could have and should have beat the Ravens dominated the Texans and they were able to pull out a gritty win up in San Francisco in in a weather game so I'm not going to touch it but I'm not going to be shocked if the Colts win this one I'm going to be honest um Titans have a pretty tough um schedule yeah like they have they played Buffalo one Kansas one then they have Colts next the Rams then us Yep. That's a 
That's a tough five-game stretch. Yeah, it definitely is. They kind of got screwed with that a little bit. Saints don't have that tough of a stretch, if I'm being honest. Uh, looking at it, I feel like it's kind of favorable. Um, all right, I am going back to the well. Give me the Lions plus three and a half against the Eagles. At home, getting points. I don't believe in the Eagles. The Eagles' defense is horrendous. Yeah, they don't terrible. have they don't have anybody at linebacker. They don't have anybody in the secondary other than Darius Slay. Uh, this is a chance. The Lions are right there. They're 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 knocking on the door. So, give me the Lions. If they lose, they lose by three. Yeah, I'm on the Lions as well. Um, Y'all love the Eagles. I love the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> they they got they got heart. They do, and I love that. Um, I love their running back. He's so good. He is good. He can catch. He can move. You want to buy a one-on-one Andre <laughs> Swift sports card? I trade him him for uh, on yeah. fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about uh, you got any? You got extra defense? That's the type of trade we make in this league. Um, <laughs> um, no, but golf didn't get it done against his old team, but he didn't play terrible though. No, yeah, he he did. He did the best he could. That game went how I was thinking it was going to go. It really did. So, I mean, it was my lock of the week. So, um, yeah. All right. So, we're both on the lines. Justin, what's your next one? This is um my next one. It is Cowboys minus one and a half against the Vikings. Cowboys minus. Is it minus one and a half or two and a two, two and a half? It's one and a half. Yeah. This is horse shit. Why? All right. What'd you have? Two, two and a half. You had Vikings plus two and a half. Yes. Yeah. I mean, dude, the Vi- same thing. The Vikings had a lot of hype coming into this one, and they're one of those teams that I feel like can play with anybody, but also play down to their competition. Um, I don't think I could take the Vikings. Um, but then, like, dude, everybody's so high on Trayvon Diggs. Justin Jefferson is gonna burn Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Watch he's it. gonna Watch it. He's gonna make him look foolish. Like I'm not I'm not endorsing the Vikings. Trayvon pick, Diggs is overrated. But I've been saying that. Yes. I he, remember Trayvon Diggs at Alabama. He wasn't He got burnt to he a He wasn't crisp. very good at Alabama. He got burnt to a crisp by Jamar Chase. Um so yeah, I'm not endorsing the Vikings pick, but just solely I've seen a lot of people on Trayvon Diggs. Like he's this world beater. I think he's benefited from a lot of uh, fortuitous interceptions. If you go look, the guy can't guard a double move. Go look at when Hunter Henry caught that touchdown from uh, from um, goddamn Mac Jones whenever they played him. If you look at the top of the screen, I think it was uh, Bourne, maybe Nikhil Harry, is burning Trayvon Diggs on a double move. Same game that he got the pick six, and I was on the Cowboys this game. Got the pick six to go down and cover the spread, and then the very next damn series, might have been the very next play, gets burnt like toast on a double move, and they then gives up a deep ball, which looked like it was going to be all she wrote. Um, but luckily, Cowboys came back and ended up covering the spread in overtime. So I feel like they're overrated a little bit, but that offense is so damn good. So um, I'm not touching this one. But, yeah, I don't know. Home team getting points is enticing, but the Cowboys' offense is for real. The defense is playing better. So, I don't know. That'll be an interesting one on Sunday night for sure. That's going to be a good game. 
Um, so you're on the Vikings. Justin's on the Cowboys. Uh, give yeah, me- the Vikings. <laughs> They're my lock. Are they really? Yeah. Really? Cowboys yeah. are my lock. Okay. Oh, lock against lock. Let's I don't go. like either one of the sides, and y'all are <laughs> fucking making them your locks. No, look, Vikings coming off a bye. They were banged up. I mean, you got a healthy, you got a healthy Dalvin Cook. Healthy Dalvin time. Cook. Look, Kirk Cousins is playing the best football of his career right now. He really is. So, and I hate Kirk Cousins. I just think, look, the the Cowboys are undefeated against the spread. But on the flip side of that, doesn't Kirk Cousins suck real bad on primetime? Um, Monday night. <laughs> is it just Monday yeah. night? Are you so you? Um, yeah. But I think he finally got over the hump last last year. Did he? he yeah, he finally broke that uh curse. So. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it it it's Monday night. Well, I'm gonna just sit back and watch this one then, because um, typically I pick these late night games or Adam. Um, but I'm not. I'm just gonna sit back and watch, see which one of y'all are right. Yeah, not, I don't know why we're jumping. Uh, anyway, well, now you know. There's no way uh, that you can parlay all of our locks, so because they're on opposite sides. Um. Go ahead. Um, yeah, look, the Cowboys have benefited from a little bit of luck here and there. You look at the Patriots game. You look at Tampa Bay for them to cover what the the bounces that they got. So, I mean, going on the road against a Vikings team who, I know we say this a lot, and I hate when we say this. Oh, they need to win this game. Everybody always needs to win, but the Vikings are capable of being a playoff team. And if they can get a win here at home, then that puts them back in position to uh, be on track for the playoffs. I, I like the Vikings here, okay. getting a point and a half. Okay. Um, my next one, I'm going to take the Steelers, getting three and a half on the road against the Browns. Uh, they're saying Baker Mayfield may come back. Said the week off uh, did him some good. Whether he comes back or doesn't come back, he's not going to be 100%. Case Keenum really didn't do a ton. Um, The Broncos' defense looked like shit. The Steelers' defense will not. They have a damn good defense over there, and they've got a a stud out of the backfield. Najee Harris is a beast. Um, So I'm going to take the Steelers getting three and a half. Division game, it's going to be a close game. If it's not a win for the Steelers, it'll be a three-point loss. That three and a hook. All over it. Um, are either one of y'all on this? I'm not, but it, no. I like it. Yeah, y'all should, because I'm on fire right now. Um, I got two more. How many more y'all got? Actually, I got three more. I'm done. You're done? Okay. Shit. Um, one, two, three, four more. Okay, I have three more, so give me one. Um, 49ers minus four at the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears getting points at home. Bears plus four. Without without Mac, he's injured, going on IR for a little bit. He might be out for a season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But we know he's definitely not going to be playing in this game. But just the Niners, they got question marks too over there. Um, their strength is running it, but it's like if they can't run it, what what happens? I like the Bears front, and uh. I like what I've been seeing uh, out of the growth from Justin Fields a little bit. Did you watch last game? Yeah, but I mean, look, he's <laughs> going against a really good. I mean, good lord, I watched. There's it. a big difference between that team and then the team he's going to be playing against. And plus, yeah, yeah, I can't touch him after last game. I get it's the Buccaneers. It's all about trends, baby. I get it. Um, a team just—they're not going to go get smashed every week in the NFL. You know, they eventually teams put up fights. Yeah. And it's for Chicago. I mean, come on. 
Give me um, give me the Chargers minus five at home versus the Patriots. I think. Um, I mean, Chargers, last time we saw them, so they're coming off of a bye. We saw them in a terrible loss against Baltimore. Uh, Patriots are coming off of a dominant win over a shitty New York Jets team. Well, now they got to hop on a plane. they got to go out west. They're going to have jet lag the whole nine yards. Uh, look for the Chargers offense to come out and get back into a groove, looking like what was the most dominant offense in the league. Patriots are not going to have the the offense to be able to keep up in this one. Um I mean, look look for him to get after Mac Jones, rattle him. I think it's just the Chargers' offense is too high-powered. The Patriots' offense is not going to be able to keep up, even though Mac Jones is settling in. He's looking good. I've been saying I think he has the potential to be the best quarterback out of this draft class, just not this week. So I'm going to take the Chargers getting, giving five uh, at home. I'm on a Patriots. Are you really? Yeah, and it's because of the Chargers' rush defense. I feel like it's vulnerable. I think the Patriots shown that – they can get it done running it. Um, so I think that they're able – I don't think the Patriots win this game, but I think that they're able to keep it cl- a little bit closer than five than being at home. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like if the Chargers jump out to an early lead, then you got to abandon the run a little bit, and that's when you can pin your ears back and get after uh, get after Mac Jones. I don't know. Bosa's not hurt or anything, is he? I don't think he is. I don't think so. So they they've got guys in that defense. I like Derwin James a lot. Um so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers in that one. And then Monday night I got the Chiefs <laughs> minus nine and a half. I like the uh I thought about taking this game. I like the Giants a lot. I've been saying it for a while. I was me and Nick were both big on the Giants coming into this one. I think this is a get back spot for the Chiefs. Giants are banged up. They got a lot of people hurt. Uh, they are getting, they're getting healthier before they get were the the uh, the opposite. But I feel like on a prime time Monday night, this is a good chance for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to showcase that they still can do what they can do. Um, and the Giants just don't have enough on the offensive side of the ball. So give me the Chiefs nine and a half. Are you on this one? Um, no, no. Okay. Um. I still have a couple more. Okay, go ahead. Um, Washington at the Broncos minus three. Uh-huh. I'm going to take the uh, football team here. This is one of those trends you were talking about? Yeah. Um, Basically what I saw, the Broncos defense really. It looked like shit. Yeah, that up, the, the tackling isn't good. I think that Washington will be able to run the ball a little bit, trust their defense. Um. Washington's performed under expectations this year. Definitely. The Broncos got off to a hot start. They've stumbled lately. You could say, oh, are they bouncing back? I don't I don't know. I don't see. This is a tough game to bounce back against, especially if this pass rush can get going. If they can run, if Washington can run the football, I think they will be able to. So I'm going to take Washington uh, plus three on the road against the Broncos. Okay. Um. How many more do you have? I think I have one more. I mean, kind of got... Jump to how to order a little bit. The Rams at the Texans minus fourteen and a half. I'm gonna go with the over forty seven and a half here. Okay. The Texans are a team they never play. Other than last week, they didn't really get to scoring the ball a little bit. But I feel like at times they can find a way to manufacture some points in games that aren't that close. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they so, also have been giving up a walk in forty burger every game they play. It so. Is. 
I like the Rams Texans over 47 here. This was going to be my lock of the week before Justin tried to challenge me. <laughs> You're going to challenge me with my back against the wall like this? How dare Wait, you? So you flip-flopped? You you made it your lock of the week? Um, like out of, like you felt obligated because he made the other one his lock? No, I made, I declared my lock first. He's the one <laughs> playing catch-up. Since he wanted to bet against me, I declared it my lock of the week. Okay, I got you. Um, is that your last one? I think so. I got nine. <laughs> yeah, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm giving you six. I've got one more in the chamber. <sighs> is this your lock? It is my lock. We're going to the Superdome. <sighs> Plus five and a half. <laughs> I've already got a substantial bet placed on the money line, just for the record. Um, give me the Saints. Plus five and a half in the Dome. Tom Brady's coming to town. We dominated Tom Brady in the regular season. We saw him in the playoffs with a banged-up wide receiver who couldn't, who was a shell of himself, a tight end who couldn't hold on to the football. We had uncharacteristic turnovers. Drew Brees didn't help us out in that aspect. Not all of them were his fault. We honestly jumped out to... We didn't jump out, but I felt like the defense played well to start that game. We gave the Buccaneers very generous field position for their first score of the game, and I believe their second off of the turnovers. Dennis Allen has Tom Brady's number. He just does. I know you love Tom Brady. He's on your fantasy team. You've been a closet <laughs> He's a number Brady. one ranked quarterback. That's fine. I'm That's benching him this week. You should. I'm gonna play Hurts. You should against the Lions. I said I'm dead serious. You should. He's I ain't gonna, rooting for no Tom Brady on, he's a, not having, on Halloween night. He's not going to have more than 20 fantasy points. He's not going to have more than 20 yards passing. Book it. I don't know about that, but he's not going to have more than 20 <laughs> fantasy points. I'm not even kidding. I'm being 100% serious. I think we win this football game. No, I'm being serious, too. I'm not. I'm benching Tom Brady. That's this fine week. and dandy. I'm letting you know that. I, well, I mean, it just goes to tell you how I feel about, how, how I feel about the Saints defense. The defense, it, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. It is. Let's call it. Let's call a spade a spade. This is the best defense. We we said it two years ago, I think, or you said it first um, on this podcast that, that that we had the best defense since the Dome Patrol. This defense blows that defense out of the water. I don't yeah. think it's close. So Antonio Brown's out on a crutch four days before the game. They're saying it's a done deal. He's not playing. He's questionable, but he's not going to play. So um, I think Gronk's back. Yeah, but who gives a shit? They've been – I'm not worried about that in the slightest. Um it's not a, I, I, what I read was that it's not 100% that he's back. Uh, they've been on kind of load management with him. I'm not worried about that. They're banged up in the secondary. I'm sure they got some of them back. Did Murphy Bunting come back? Um, no, but that little dude, Jordan Whitehead, he came back. He got an interception last week. Um, I, I don't I know, know about Winfield. I saw Jamel Dean was still on the field. Uh, attack him. I don't like him at all. Um, all you need to know is that they're banged up in the secondary. They're going to try to take Camaro away. So we need to, and they've showed, they've had success doing that since they've got Devin White. Pre-Devin White and post-Devin White, Alvin Kamara's production against the Buccaneers is substantially different. Other guys are going to step up. Traquan Smith, I'm expecting to have a better game. Jameis has been taking care of the ball. This is a revenge game for Jameis Winston. This is the first game as a starter for the Saints that he's playing against the Buccaneers. He came in when we were trouncing him 38-3 to in Tampa. I was there. Um, 
if we could get Deontay Harris or Taysom Hill back, one or the two, I'll feel much better. Five and a half points in the Superdome. I think this is the first time that we've been underdogs in the Superdome against the Buccaneers. I think they said in the Sean Payton era. Wow. Yeah. That's that's wild. And it's five and a half. Give me him with the points. I have a substantial bet on this money line. And on top of that, I'll be in the I'll be out this game. In, in a, a suite. In, in a suite. Um and I will not be able to talk right the next day. So And we got Mark back. And Mark Ingram's coming back. We're getting the band back together. I put it on Twitter a month ago. It might have been when uh Tony Jones got hurt. I think I said it might be time to get the band back together. Well, they did. So, um, go ahead. I saw Brandon Cooks tweeted, uh, as soon as Mark Ingram got traded, he tweeted, this is fucking bullshit. Really? <laughs> yeah. I bet you. Yeah, he's like, I want to go back. <laughs> Who Dude. wants to be in Houston? Exactly. Shit, go get Brandon Cooks, too. Let him and Michael Thomas reconcile. Michael Thomas ain't going to be as good as he was, coming back from an injury like that. I think he can be damn good, but he's not going to be $100 million good. I don't think. Yeah. It's hard to come back from injuries like that. Well, we'll just we'll see the production without Breeze. Breeze made a lot of people around here. Fuck yeah, he did. But, I mean, an ankle injury on a guy that is not necessarily a burner. He's more of a cutting and, like, great route runner. But he uses his size and strength a lot, so. He does, but he was fucking good at route running, too. Like, getting a lot of separation without having to out-muscle him, too. So, it helped with his size and strength around the line of scrimmage. But there's, like, those 10-yard out routes and shit. Like, he's got people turning around in circles. So, if he's not able to plant and cut as well as he would like or as well as he used to, that could be an issue. Um, I'm not even – Michael Thomas isn't even in my equation whenever I make this bet, uh, and this bet's already been placed. About I don't think he's coming back. He's not going to be back for this one. Um, I thought we were going to go get Willie Snead, bro. Yeah, well, that, I mean, you never know. Still the uh, Raiders sure – the Ravens signed. just signed him. Sure he, uh, I mean, the they? Panthers. The Panthers are signing him to did the practice they? squad. Okay. Um, we got to go get somebody, dude. Because people aren't getting open. So, uh, need a lot more out of Marquez Callaway. But, yeah, I I understand what happened in the playoffs. But we dominated them first game of the season last year and then kicked the shit out of them on their own field in Tampa. 38-3, to I was there. Dennis Allen has Tom Brady's number. We are getting David Onyemata back. That's what sold me on this. So... And if you remember, David Onyemata had an incredible game last time we played Tampa in the regular season. He had the interception. He was a force to be reckoned with in the middle, absolutely just closing in the pocket over and over again. Marcus Davenport is playing out of his mind. Uh, if he plays anything like he did on Monday or uh, against on Monday night against Seattle, I like our chances. The way the defense is playing, dude, and Antonio Brown's out. You know, Mike Evans is. See you later. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore's got his number. So, Adebo has got to step up. I think he will. Our safeties are playing great. The whole defense, top to bottom, is playing incredible. This is a revenge game for Jameis. You know Sean Payton's going to be in his bag of tricks dialing up something, something quick to get, get everybody fired up. The Dome's going to be so damn loud, like so loud. This will be the loudest it's been since the playoffs. But you know how badly we want to beat Tom Brady, especially after they knocked us out last year? Yeah. Give me the Saints. Plus five and a half. Lock of the week. Money line them. That's all there is to it. I I feel so good about it. So good. And that's all I got. So good way to close it out. Um, I'll recap mine real quick. 
Thursday night Packers plus six and a half. I got the Dolphins plus thirteen and a half. Lions plus three and a half. Steelers plus three and a half. Chargers minus five. Chiefs minus nine and a half on Monday night. And the Saints, my lock of the week, plus five and a half. I got Packers at Cardinals under fifteen and a half. I got Packers plus six and a half. I have Dolphins plus thirteen and a half. I have Bears plus four. I have the Lions plus three and a half. Rams at Texans over 47 and a half. Patriots plus five. Washington plus three. And the Vikings plus one and a half is my lock of the week on Sunday night football. Okay. Justin? I have on Thursday night, I have the Cardinals minus six and a half against the Packers. Against the Packers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Titans plus one against the Colts. And my lock of the week is the Cowboys minus one and a half against the Vikings. Okay. There you go. Um, that's our NFL picks. Uh, we've been rolling in the NFL a little bit. Uh, like I said, I said at 28, 21, Nick is turning around after a really bad start. Justin's still sitting at 19 and nine. If the saints win this game, dude, I mean, nobody had us being here. That would put us at five and two, which should be six and one in the division lead. If we would have handled business. Nobody's talking about the Saints. It's all flying under the radar because what the Bucks are doing, and rightfully so. Drew Brees is gone. Jameis Winston doesn't have a turnover in the red zone. He's got 11 touchdowns, no turnovers. Just remember that. I'm telling you. I feel really, really good about this one, and it's not I, – I haven't – honestly, I haven't really been betting on the Saints this week. I mean this year, this season. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, all right, episode 91 of Big Easy Bets. Uh, go follow us on Instagram. Brand new page. I'm putting in work in the meme in the meme game. Uh, follow the Twitter page at Big Easy Bets. We'll be live streaming on uh, Saturday morning. Come into the stream. Come hang out, and we'll see see what we can do. See if we can turn around in college, and see if we can keep it going in the NFL. All right, who that?